Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years. And each week we call one another on the telephone and we catch up and somehow it makes its way to the Internet. Yes, we do. How? Mike Lawson, yes, we do. That is what we do every single week. You know, I should have asked you this when we were having our half-hour conversation before we actually have a conversation. <laughs> but I might cut this out. No, never mind. No, no. I'm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo this. I'm gonna, I'm, I, wait, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have this conversation. If I decide not to use it, what I'm going to do, I'm going to redo the yes, we do, yes, we do. And then they give me choices. Does that make sense? And then we'll, we'll just do another one. You'll see. Um, but... My question to you is, you you told me yesterday you solved our feed problem. Did it work? Did your solution work? Um, you know what? I don't know. So I think we'll know when we publish the next episode for sure. But if you're listening and you're still getting that stupid error in iTunes that the episodes won't download, let me know. Because uh, I think I figured it out. Okay. Thanks to a listener. Yes. What's her name, Mike? I don't remember. Angela Peck. Uh, Angela Lansbury. I'm on a new microphone. Oh, why don't you go back and do, didn't you want to do that again just in case? Yeah, 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 yeah. And just to be sure, I don't know why it's a new microphone. Does it say Yeti stereo microphone in your Audacity thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. And it, it's responding appropriately. It looks oh, okay. good. All right. Uh, yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week. How are you, Mike Lawson? I'm good. I think I just solved the iTunes problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how'd you do that? Long story. <laughs> oh, this is really, you know, I was, you know, this is the grossest thing that's ever happened on this show. I'm going to tell you right now. I was um, having my dinner of Soylent before uh, yeah. we talked. Yeah. And Which, I finished. For those of you that aren't bro tech people it's basically sludge that has all the calories you need in a meal yeah but i will say i had a few um trader joe's pita chips because i go i need to eat i need to chew on something right yeah anyway um so i I finished my last drop while you were talking about the itunes problem yeah and then you you said that joke and i laughed and it hawked like a soylent loogie onto my pop filter and now it's like can I have one of those screen filters that's like embedded Ew. in there? It's so and disgusting. It's gonna smell like I know pepper. it's awful. Anyway, how are you? Good. Uh, good to talk to you. I actually had like one of the roughest days I've had in a long time today. Oh, what happened? Just, I mean, it's stupid, stressful kind of stuff. So nothing worth getting into. But it just was like a day. Tell me Do about you know it. What I mean, like one of those days where you. Everything you had planned for the day didn't get to happen, and so you just feel on edge. I just need like a big drink or something. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to tell the whole story on the show. This is not worth the whole story. But I know what you mean. I had a very long day today, but everything went according to plan. I had school today, and I turned in my first draft of my essay, and I also had a quiz in math because I'm 14 years old, and um, yeah, Mike, I had to write an essay today about who I wanted to be president, and then I had a quiz in algebra. <laughs> but what I was going to say is I went to go see the ombudsman He's the guy at the school who like he Handles like, people like you Exactly, exactly <laughs> I went to go see him because The English class has gotten so bad That I'm, I want to say something I didn't say anything today 
I want to say something, but I need to know my rights as a student before I say anything. Because if it was a math class, I wouldn't have that hesitation because like we talked about the last time, it's math. Like there's no way, I mean, it would be very difficult for the teacher to, to seek retribution on me because if I do the homework and the answers are right, it doesn't matter what kind of asshole I am. It, math is math, right? Well, what I don't understand why your first reaction is like, how do I say something and get away with it basically not get away with it but not suffer retribution from the teacher well what why isn't your first instinct to be like how do i get out of this class and put into something else like why why do you feel like you need to say something instead well because um that's unfortunately i wish at least east la college work like that it's at the point now it's it's too late either i drop the i can drop the class but I can't add another class, especially an English one. It's drop it or that's it. And I don't want to drop it. I need it. And do you think you'll be able to, like, are you there to learn? Yeah, of because, course. That's the only reason I'm there. No, Joe, you're not, though. Like, part of it is this is a hoop you're jumping. Through, oh, oh, right? oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a strange way, though, that's the thing. That's the dilemma I have is, honestly, this English class, Mike, it is so easy if i just right. shut my fucking mouth i will walk out with an a and if they could give an a plus i'd get that yeah that's what I, that's where i was going with my question like okay is it wouldn't it be easier to just shut up and i i, I and i went it? in i went in mike with that in mind but today it was she opened the class with she gave us a quiz about vocabulary words which i aced and then she was like, "We guys, we have to get, we have to get to work. We have so much to do today. It isn't even funny." And I was like, "Okay, great, great. Let's get to work, right?" Yeah. And then she put on the overhead projector, and it was an hour and a half of anti-Hillary videos and pro-Trump. Stop it. No, I'm not even joking. She said Hillary Clinton is a murderer. She murders people. <laughs> now, now she goes. I'm just going to tell you guys. Like we didn't know. I, I'm I'm a Trump person, and I'll tell you what convinced me was terrorism, and it was all these videos about how she's in ill health, how she stole money, how she's a crook, and how she's a liar, and here are the evidence of she... Like, Mike, it was an hour and a half of anti-Hillary propaganda, and... But not like... Not like legitimate stuff like conspiracy conspiracy stuff Conspir like right. in other words she hasn't said it but i'm sure if i said something i i think she wouldn't openly admit she thinks obama is a muslim and that he wasn't born in this country okay she thinks like one of the videos was there first of all she tells us not to go to news to only rely on youtube yeah she said she <laughs> she said she, she said she tried but she couldn't find any pro hillary videos on youtube okay <laughs> Which I find very difficult to believe. That all she could find was just anti-Hillary stuff. She didn't understand it. She tried to find pro-Hillary stuff and she couldn't. And it was just going after Hillary every single video telling them and just saying lies. Just saying other lies. She goes, Donald Trump gave a speech at a black church and they didn't, the media didn't show that he got a standing ovation. Yeah, they did to the 17 people behind him. And that was the only people there. <laughs> Mike. And I go, but, he, but she doesn't. And then and then she'll say, like, his numbers are really good with African-Americans and Latinos. It's improving. But if they aren't, you know, it's what about that rigging we talked about? Because she's talking about how, like, someone admitted on camera that they rigged the numbers. <laughs> 
and it's uh-huh. just it's an hour and a half of this and it was it was this thing where these are very so this is why i am in a dilemma there's a part of me like if i just shut my fucking mouth right yeah. i am gonna walk out of this class with an a and maybe not even shut your mouth like there's even an argument to be made that if you play into her hysteria you might do even better do you know what i mean like if you include a a reference in an essay that you know will I don't know, make her, you know, all hot for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That might, that might be a way to go. She already knows I'm uh, pro Hillary. I wrote it um she had to do like a 5-minute drill last week. And we got it back today. And the, it was like a 5-minute think piece drill. First of all, she goes, "This is a pop quiz. I just want you to answer this question in 5 minutes. Whatever you can write in 5 minutes, don't even think about what you're writing." Okay? So I just wrote, you know. Yeah. I'm voting. Turn it in because she's gonna grade it. Yeah, I vi- don't think about it. Yeah, I'm voting but for I'm Hillary. You. I, I'm voting for Hillary. Here's why I'm voting for Hillary. I get it back with notes today. I did like look. I got an excellent on it. Okay. okay. But the part where she, where I said, look, Hillary's not a perfect candidate. There are things that about her that trouble me, but I, I still, I'm still gonna vote for her. I think she's the best candidate. Okay. She okay. wrote excellent. Right. Then on the parts where I said, you know, that she's the most qualified person in like recent history to run for president and something else, she wrote evidence, question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) So (laughs) it's ridiculous. So there's these all the kids that they can't. Oh, so that's the thing, too. This isn't my story. We we can't talk about this right now. What's going on with you? This is not even my story. They're not. They're not. It's okay. I don't have any stories, Jill. So, but they're, do you think she's just not used to being challenged by, like, fully grown adults? Because I am i don't want to shit on 18-year-olds, but mm-hmm. there's a difference. Right? No, no, no. They're very afraid of her. They, they, so before class started, they were like, she wasn't there. She, came, she, she wasn't late, but she was just, I, we were all there before she was. And they were like, hey, so did you write the essay? And I was like, yeah, I wrote it. Oh, yeah. So, um, the teacher, like, uh. She like likes Trump, huh? And I was like, "Yeah, she sure does." Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you you told her it was real like uh, it was like real dramatic last week when you like confronted her, and I was like, "Sure was." I hope we don't have to do it today. And I I had to bite my tongue so I could feel everybody looking at me when she was just going off on her shit. And so right. you talked to the ombudsman. What? I well, he wasn't there, so I I had to email him to make an appointment. Stupid ombudsman. Stupid Who's gonna, who are you going to complain to if he's yeah. not there? I know. I was. I was all over the place. I'm that person. I am that. I'm the person I made fun of twenty odd years ago. Joe, can I tell you who it reminds me of? Is Betty Batance. Oh well, yeah, but not. But my Betty Batance would get worked up, but like there weren't any crackers in the cafeteria. This is to me. This sure. is very serious stuff. <laughs> it, no, it's <laughs> it's very actually. It's actually very my grandmother. And a mixture of my grandmother and Richard. So there must be something in that side of the family where we just fight with people. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but Mercedes and Richard went to UCLA uh, at roughly the same time. Richard's a little older than she is, but they went at roughly the same time. Yeah. And when she met Richard for the first time... She remembered him from a class. Did we did we tell this story in here? Probably. <laughs> yeah, she remembered him sitting in the front of a lecture hall and just yelling at the teacher the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's me now. That's me. No, I sit in the back, but that's me. 
Anyway, I, that wasn't going to be one of my stories today. What's going on um, with you, Mike Lawson? I don't have a lot. We have um, construction going on in the house. Um, remember months ago, I told you that just randomly Ricardo carved a hole in the wall? Oh, yeah. Did you ever figure out what that was? Yeah, so he basically created a room, and he had these grand plans for it. He was, like, thinking maybe a, a sauna. Well, what's the dry one? Steam? No, steam is wet. Yeah. So maybe, like, a sauna or something. Mm-hmm. But um, once he started looking into it, which he probably should have done before he started dr- cutting holes in the walls, he um uh, found out that the place where he cut the hole isn't able to bear load i said it and then i was like okay just let him tell the joke i didn't say joke okay so that that room won't bear the load so they had to do just a bunch of construction so they put in like two beams that go all the way down to the i don't know this is dumb but two beams that go from the second story to the um what's it called foundation mm-hmm. i'm really out of my league talking about this but the, the reason i'm saying it is wednesdays i work from home and so today's wednesday mm-hmm. and i'm like working from home thinking it was going to be great and joey the construction's right next to my room it's like unbearably loud it was really awful and one of the like main reasons i was kind of stressed today was i for for a handful of reasons i had to kind of take the lead on this uh, video project we're doing, which was a live video feed. And I had this, this so much construction noise in the background. It was awful. It was embarrassing. I felt like I was in a studio and they were doing, it was like a CD of fake construction noises. It was like, and then it was like staple gun. And I'm not even joking at one point that you're going to think I'm joking. I'm not. I heard, Jink of the staple gun, and then it went jink, and then I heard somebody kind of like a manly but low ah. Uh huh. Anyways, that's what I'm dealing with at home. Super exciting. That's kind of my story, Joe. That's fine. Look, I am so tired. If we pull in a short episode today, I am fine with that. All right. Well, nice catching up with you. All right, nice catching up, Mike. Go to hell. No, you didn't tell any stories. I know. So here's the thing. So last Thursday was my brother's birthday, okay? And so there was a little birthday dinner for him, yay, right? By the way, I show up to the house, and my mom's, I just hear my mom talking about death. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, well, happy birthday, Mike. He didn't even know he was sick, didn't he? He just dropped dead. <laughs> oh, hi, Joey. <laughs> right? <laughs> so then, so... I was like, okay, little birthday dinner. It's completely uneventful. But I was like, it, it ended around like 7.30 or something like that. And I said, you know what? I'm by my parents' house. RuPaul's Drag Race is going to start at 8. Uh, I, I get, got Grinder. Don't ruin my second story. Oh. <laughs> and I go, I RuPaul's Drag Race starts at 8. You know, I, uh, why don't we do a little bit of go to the... No. I'll go to my parents' house, watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'll go home. Because, you know, I subscribe to it on, like, Amazon. So I have yeah, to wait until the next day to watch it. So I'm like, well, oh, I get to watch it. it now, you know? Mm-hmm. So I go to my parents' house, watch RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a great episode. I go, okay, time to go home. 
And I say bye, and I get in the car. I'm driving. I'm driving about five miles from my parents' house. I'm on the freeway. And there's a truck about two car lengths ahead of me. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. And I see it run over something. Oh. Right? And I, and I go, oh. I even register in my brain. Oh, it just, that's weird. It just ran. It went Because I heard like a pop. You know, like, oh. You know, like, maybe even saw sparks. I have, for some reason, I have sparks in my memory. Right? Yeah. And... I go, that's interesting, you know, or whatever. I just noticed he ran over something. And then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, I feel a huge gust of wind just blow me back in my seat. And my entire windshield shatters. Joe, no. Yes. What was it? I don't know, actually. To this day, I don't know what it is. It, but it, it had, like, I should send you the pictures. I had it, it left. It, what's funny is, thank God I don't know. Because if you see where the hole was in the windshield, had it really gone through, it would have killed okay. me. Oh my it God. That's what that, so the, the, the burst of air was the air coming through that hole and blowing me back into my chest. So it would have like pierced me in the chest. Wow. Um, and uh, my, my windshield is completely shattered. I have no idea what it was. And I go, for some reason, Richard thought this was super funny, but I didn't have really have any reaction. I just sort of slowed down. I, I happened to be right next to an exit, so I exited. Mm-hmm. And then I just slowly drove back to my parents' house. But the bad news is this happened on a holiday weekend. So, like, to get no. my windshield repaired, it, I, had a, I didn't get it repaired till yesterday. Sure. Because otherwise you would have been paying, like the holiday rate yeah or whatever it is so i uh, so from friday until tuesday morning i i did borrow my parents car on friday i had to come home and get stuff and i had to you know do a radio show and a podcast and this and that and then i also went to the hollywood bowl with my niece and so i I needed their car they let me their car for friday but saturday sunday monday and two most of tuesday i was stuck at my parents house in like a prison wow yeah so that's my story, Mike Lawson. All right, nice catching up with you. Bye. No, okay. Now, what's your next story? No, uh, we that might, blows we might. my mind, Joe. I'm not. I'm not done with this. So, how do you feel? Like, oh, I I understand though. Like, you didn't feel anything immediately after when I. Um, do you remember when I got kind of rear-ended? Uh, sort of. I don't. I got smushed. Yeah, this is I like when on, you lived in the Garden Grove. I vaguely remember this. In, I was in on your the truck, fifty-five. Yeah. And so a car went through. So the car in front of me stopped. I stopped. The car behind me stopped. And then a little Jetta just full speed went through all of us. It was like really bad. And my, um, when my airbags popped in my face, I was like choking on the smoke. But it didn't even occur to me to roll down my, my window because I was like just in shock. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was happening, you know? I think that's what happened to me. I was, I, cause I have no, me- it isn't five miles isn't long, but it's a long way to drive slowly. And I have no memory of the drive or what I thought about. How do you feel about all of it now? So, like, physically, you feel okay, right? Oh, yeah, You're physically, really I'm good. fine. I will say, like, an, when I got back about an hour in, I was shaken up because it was like, I, I mean, the realization hit me. It, and that's what's sort of scary is your life can just end so quickly. Like, just yeah. like that. And Joe, like, it didn't even hit you, you said, till like an hour in. So do you know what I mean? Like, if death hits you that quickly, like, you don't even know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, it's like a split second and there's something going through my chest and I'm dead. 
You know, the wow. car shoots off the freeway and I'm dead. And I'm also dead. I'm dead. And I, I, mean, I told you, like, I just remember, I remember registering the truck, hitting it, like, that split second, and then it was just, and then, like, shattered glass. So what does, like, Marianne Williamson or God or whoever it Same is thing. praying to? <laughs> Who, like, what is, how do you connect all of this to that? Because it feels like it should be connected. I don't know if that really is a connection. I don't think The Course in Miracles would really address anything like that. The Course in Miracles is really about, like, healing your relationships with people so that when things like this happen, you're at peace, you know? But um, it doesn't really address that. So do you feel like you were at peace when this happened? Or do you have shit you need to still work on? You know, it is funny. I did think about that a little bit. Like, wow, you know, I have shit going on. And, like my life is moving in a certain direction and it would be really fucked up if it ended, you know, while yeah. I was in that direction. Sure. But well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, I'm glad you're not dead. Thank you. And I love how I was like, this is going to be great on the show next week. <laughs> and then you're going to get so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it wasn't good on the show. No, then <laughs> you're, you're going to, I'm going <laughs> to, You're going to have to cut that out. I knew you would. I saw Nico Martinez today, and he was like, it seems that every week now it says you and Mike are trying to piss Boo Hecker off on the show. <laughs> and I go, yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's the goal. I think part of the goal might be just like, we know he's going to text us, so we have like something to look forward to in three or four days. I was like crying laughing. When he was, because again, he did the same thing this week that he always does, where he's talking to us as if we are doing the show live and that we right. know what he's talking about. I can't remember what he wrote this week, but he's all like, You couldn't have said, <laughs> yeah, That's what it was. <laughs> and I was like, I had to actually go back. He had to tell me the part he was listening to, and I had to go back and listen. <laughs> I did not know what he was talking about. Uh, how are we getting out of this? What's going on with you, Mike? Um, that's it, but listen to this, Joey. Um, we're at 22 minutes, and I wanted to get your take on this. Um, and I would also love, if you don't mind, to get your English teacher's take on this. Uh, Santa Clara Police, increasingly political-minded 49er Colin Kaepernick may cause a further problem for the 49er season in Santa Clara as the Santa Clara Police Officers Association is now threatening a boycott of Levi Stadium. The CBS 5 reports the police union sent a letter to the team Friday saying that Kaepernick's ongoing protests over police brutality and his broad statements about law enforcement, quote, threatened our harmonious working relationship. And if the 49ers organization fails to take action to stop this type of inappropriate behavior, it could result in police officers choosing not to work at your facilities. Joe, what say you? What do you think about that? I mean, this well, is not the first time you've heard of this. I mean, yeah, no, I no, know. no. Let me ask you this question. What is the 49ers official position on this? So the 49ers official opinion came out before the union um, letter. This so is the, the police union? Correct. Okay. So the 49ers uh, put out, oh, put out a statement saying that they support all of their players' First Amendment rights and... It was supportive of his actions. If you don't know, come on, watch watch the news. But 
Um, 49er Colin Kaepernick is uh, continuing to sit during the national anthem to stand with the people, so to speak. And here's what's funny. It, I've actually seen pictures of it. I've never seen it live. But I've seen pictures of it, and it's almost like a weird, respectful protest. He's, like, kneeling. Yeah, that's new. The first time it was sitting, oh, it okay. was a little bit. I think that the the um, optics of him kneeling is was an intentional choice after the first couple. Yeah, because when you see the kneeling, you're like, well, that's a, a yeah. reasonable protest. I'm, I'm, a, I'm. He's a, been combing. He's been combing his hair out into the fro too. Have you noticed that? Oh, I, I've only seen pictures here and there. Yeah. I am a First Amendment absolutist, right? And to the point where, too, the police union has a right to then do whatever to take whatever actions they're going to take. But um, wait, 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 wait. The, the police, like the police, though, don't have a First Amendment. As a police officer, you don't have a First Amendment right to choose who you protect and serve. But, but they're not saying they're not going to protect them, did they? Yeah, they said they would not protect the um, stadium. It was a well, threat to the entire stadium. Yeah, but I think that's a, that's a service that the it's not they're not doing it as a, as a obligation as a, as peace officers. Those people are paid overtime, and it's a service they provide it that the 49ers pay for. Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna let you through through on that, but the, I don't know. Yeah, the 49ers, the, the 49ers pay for that. There's not they don't get it for free. No, I. Yeah. No, they certainly do pay for it, but this could for, to say that the police are not going to go to a place within their jurisdiction. I don't know if that's what you're saying is true. About seventy Santa Clara officers regularly staff the stadium. Um, I don't know. I of course they get paid. I wasn't saying that it was no, free, no, no. but they get paid by partially by the city's. Um, no, tax I don't. Revenues. No, I don't think so. I think the Forty ers cover the bill. Hundred percent. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people would put up would put up with that shit. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll someone research for that for us. We don't care. Okay. So anyway, um, but the point is that I totally respect his right not to do that. That's his right, and if he doesn't want to, uh, if he's upset with the way the crunch is going, that I think that's a totally respectable protest. I also feel that. And I've seen this on Facebook. I can't remember what the controversy was. I remember who posted it. It was a friend of mine. But there are, like, serious things that have happened over the years that don't get the anger from conservatives that this is uh, getting. Does that make sense? Like, they're so up in arms about him not uh, standing and saluting during or whatever, having a hand over his heart during the 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 national anthem and i can't remember what it was that happened and they didn't give a shit they didn't care they're just like whatever they're not they're not and this is like a real issue and they, sure. they're not up in arms about this and that's what but it, dude, go ahead. the connection to the black light it's not another person that is standing for black lives matter that's doing something equally no i don't remember what it is i wish i could remember it was from facebook something that that we all know about in the news and it didn't have that much anger you, you know and uh by the way the chief of police uh so i'm reading here that uh it looks like the cops working the games are actually off duty and paid by the team so they can choose not to do it yeah the absurdity of that though is let's say that the union is like boycott this so then the chief might actually have to order additional officers to be present like if this is something out of hand because oh that's what's funny yeah i was gonna say they're gonna have to show up the point of getting paid for it 
Yeah. If, right. if, cause if something actually happens because there's no cops there, then the taxpayers are going to have to pay for the cops showing up. Right. It's super right. dumb. It's so dumb. Now I have a question for you. How long? L- let me ask you this. What time? Let's say we let's okay. I'm gonna give you a time. Let's say we release this at Monday morning at 8 a.m. Okay. Yeah. What time do you and I get an email from John Arts? Well, we already talked Republican stuff earlier, so he might actually hit us up with that. Mm, you're right. Right. We have a listener, John Arts, who's Republican, and um, he emails us anytime we talk about Republican um, things, which I don't remember what I say, but I'm always, I remember he's always like, Joe's right and Mike's wrong, <laughs> even though you and, I gen- <laughs> you and I generally agree. I don't know why I'm no, right. I think a lot of the times it's on the kind of like subtle sort of arguments. It's, we don't, we, you're right. We don't disagree on like bigger sort of issues. It's always just kind of how something gets done or something like that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but what's funny is he likes Mike more than he likes me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're right. Um, oh, that reminded me. Of, oh, who, do you think John Arts is pro Trump? So when, it, well, that, that's for him to say. He might have evolved on the issue, but when I had, when we had dinner with him in wherever the fuck we had dinner, oh, the airport, no, Ontario. Ontario, when we had dinner in uh, L.A., <laughs> um, we it was still during the primary, so he had, like, opinions, and Trump wasn't high on the list, but I don't know where the chips have landed as people dropped out of the race. Adam Vought's parents have now evolved, because a few months ago, they were like, Ugh, we're going to have to vote for Hillary, but now they've evolved where they just can't vote for Hillary. So what they're going to do is just not vote for president. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, doesn't matter in California. My, my parents are pro uh, Trump. Well, my mother is. What's your dad? I don't. Well, I haven't talked about him. That's the last thing I'll fucking talk to him about. Last thing I would ever talk to him. About. What I think is so funny is Adam Vaught is so on the left. He's not like a, he's like me actually. He's like, he, he's he's like a moderate left. But according to his, you to hear his dad talk, Adam Vaught is like some sort of like you know moonbeam hippie. You know, but um, he's in the moderate left. But what's funny is Adam Vought sent me some. Um, well, I think it's two things. I think it's funny that Adam Vought's dad sends him forwards, like chain forwards of like Republican stuff, uh-huh. which always then Adam forwards to me. And then two is Adam forward him to your English teacher. And then she gives me a high five. Yeah. A plus extra credit. Thanks. Excellent. And, excellent. Uh, and then, but Adam Vaught was sending me, um, like liberal stuff yesterday about how the Bible says that you should be nice to foreigners or so, if someone comes to move to your country or something. Huh. I wonder what John Arts thinks about that. <laughs> um, i but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how Republican John Arts really is though. He's he, in Orange County. He so. seems Orange County Republican. Yeah. That's why I'm curious to know what he's going to do. John Arts. Well, he's already he's already emailed us by this point. He already paused and emailed us. <laughs> Unless he's, you know, he always walks out like he's always like, "I'm up to eighteen thousand steps today." Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, look, so I, and then I'll look at my I'll look at my step counter and it's like three. <laughs> you know, like, ugh. It's like the refrigerator trek doesn't count. It's like negative <laughs> steps. Like, well, how do I get negative steps? <laughs> I'm gonna remind you of this next time you <laughs> ask why you're single. 
<laughs> oh, what's my next story? Might as well move on uh, to that. Yeah, please. So I was bored at my parents' house. So what is what is a gay boy to do when he's at his parents' house? Blee blah blue, get on the grinder. Scruff, I do not use grinder. Grinder is gross. Uh-huh. Mike, I actually encountered two people, both of them ridiculous. Okay. okay. First person is actually so I don't really know how to explain this. He's not hot. Okay? He's not hot. He's very attractive, but not hot. Okay? And he is actually, and I don't know if this makes sense, I, I, I called him husband hot. He's the kind of hot that, like, oh, that's the guy that I marry. Okay. Does that make sense? In his 30s, um, I don't want to give too much away, right? I'll say he works with animals, but it's a cool job with animals. Okay. I'm biting my tongue because I know what he does. Oh, we so talked about want, this already, I, huh? Yeah, I so don't I, want to be the one that yeah. gives it away. So I, got, I have to... Tell the stories if you're not you you do react the way you're gonna react, but I'm now I'm now telling it to the audience. So he works with animals, cool job. He's in his you know mid thirties. I think yeah, I think I called you in a panic about this. Yeah. <laughs> you on did. on paper, so incredible. Okay. Yeah, like cool job, mm-hmm. and I would say sexy. I wouldn't even like you're saying dad bod and stuff. I don't see that. I see sexy. Yeah, but he's not like, oh my god, hot, you know? Yeah. Okay. Mike, I just couldn't. You know, here's the update. So what, Mike? What I called Mike about is he's so perfect on paper, and every, you have to hear it to understand. He talks like an old timey gentleman from like the early 1900s. I feel like, and I I told you this already, and I'll bet you I'm offending somebody listening, and I'm awful. I feel like it's like. The cadence and the word choice of one who likes to go to Renaissance Fair. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the sound and cadence of everyone who likes to go to Renaissance Fair, but I feel like the people I've met who have the same thing, all of them in common. The thing they have in common is that they do Renaissance Fair regularly. Some mm-hmm. of them even travel to other Renaissance Fairs than the local. One That's of, all I'm saying. One of the things I clocked while talking to him on the phone is he sounds a lot like Weird Al Yankovic. So if you just pull up Weird Al Yankovic talking, uh. um, the voice and the cadence sound a lot like him. Now, he, the, uh, but, but beyond Weird Al Yankovic, though, he had weird word choice. Like at one point, he's, I, remember what he's, I don't remember what I said, but he went like, you're welcome, my dear. Like, <laughs> who says you're welcome, my dear? Yeah, and it's like this, and it's all, and, and, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. He was on. Oh my god, so perfect. He was texting me today, the sweetest things, and he's like, "I'm not well." Yesterday, because yesterday he was like, um, "Last night he's like, he wrote something like, well, I, as I feared, it was but a flash in the pan. Best of luck on your endeavors and romance." <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not that. I'm like, I'm not even joking. Cheers. And then he ended it with cheers. Yeah. And I went, you're dramatic and you're, you talk so old timey. And then that was a a, a license for him to keep talking to me. And he's been texting me all day. That's like somebody who like, you can't be around because they have bad breath. Say like the final words they say to you is like something super (sighs) breathy. Yeah. And you're like, goodbye. 
And you're like, okay, goodbye. Okay, yeah. I'm cool with that. Well, I'm still, I, I do like him as a person. It just, uh, I don't know. So then now let's go to the flip side, right? Well, real quick, my advice to you when you called in a, in a panic. This is the I panic is about. so hard. Joe's like, Mike, call me back. We need to talk. <laughs> so I call him. It's late, like 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, it sounds right. And I'm like, Joe, what's going on? You're like, there's this guy from Scruff. And basically the whole story you just said in your dilemma was like, do you keep talking to him knowing that you can't possibly be around his, his the way he talks? I haven't and met up with him. I didn't meet up I, with him. I think, Joey, you're, if you're going to hit it and forget it or whatever they say. Hit it and quit it. Hit it and quit it. I'm hip. If you're going to hit it and quit it, why not? I don't think I could hit. Can you imagine him being like, fornicate me with more force? Fornicate me with more force. <laughs> but you are the one that's like contemplating the Down syndrome kid. Yeah, but that's hit it and quit it. Yeah, but it's the same thing. He's not. He it would it would break his heart to hit it and quit it. Like I would. Down he syndrome would was the sonnets. one that recommended that you know blowing us in the parking lot. Hit it. This guy, he's already like he wants a real relationship. And then he even told me he's because like, again you saw him not a bad looking guy. He was no, like, I'm gonna I, use the picture as cover art for the episode. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> he um. Send me the picture. I want to see it. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> Show me what he looks like. Yeah. Um, Where's this guy that works at SeaWorld? Yeah. Okay, so clearly he it works at an animal shelter. No, he doesn't. <laughs> okay. So, so there's this guy, right? And he, oh, he, what I was going to say was, he was telling me that he's never been, Mike, he's in his 30s, he's never been like in a long-term relationship, he he doesn't know why, and I'm like, because he talks like an old-timey gentleman. Nobody can stand you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, also, he has no electricity at his house. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah, and, and he was going to he was gonna uh, ride up in my house in like one of those bicycles with like a giant wheel in the front and a little wheel in the back. <laughs> and he brings you a corsage. Yeah. And he was like... <laughs> He's like, T for two, and two for T, me for you, and you for me. Okay. So that's guy number one. Guy number one, and then we saw what his fatal flaw was, okay? So whatever, then all of a sudden, late that night, actually, guy number two strikes. Okay. Guy number two is... Such a fucking, he is so, he is probably one of the hottest people I've ever encountered on Scruff, in my opinion. Are you able to show me a picture? Because um, I've seen the first guy. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't right now get on my iPad. My Scruff's only on my iPad. Okay. So, um, he's like very hipster, beard, uh, like just really good looking. Okay. And he's super into me. Here's the problem, because I have to, I, I usually I would build up everything and then say, like, here's the, here's the red flag or whatnot. I have to tell you now because it explains so much more. Here's the problem. Super fucking hot. Like, super into me. I'll explain why later, because it's important to what it is. Mike. Mike. 
What? He kills babies for a living? Cl- worse. He eats babies for a living? He is a baby. Oh. <laughs> He's 20. Ah, uh, Joe. I know. I look, know. Look, look, look. There's nothing wrong. You're going to say what Adam Vaught said. You're going to say what Adam Vaught said. With a mutually beneficial relationship. I don't think I am. With a mutually beneficial relationship. But I just feel like you don't need to usher a new child into the world. Oh, I agree with you. I, I completely 100% agree with you. So here was Adam Vaught's thing. Adam Vaught was like, look, if you could hit it and quit it, right? I would say go for it. Great. 20-year-old? 20, 20 Once hook right. up? Great, right? With the campsite rule. Have you heard that? No, what's the campsite rule? Like the Dan, this is a Dan Savage thing, I believe. But it's uh, when you go to a campsite, you're always supposed to leave it better than where you when you left when you got there. Yeah. So you like improve one thing on it, clean up one thing that was dirty when you got there, whatever. So same thing with the twenty year old, like campsite rule. Just make sure it's better than when you got there. Yeah. Don't make it worse. Exactly. Right. But Adam Watts like, you're not that kind of person. You're going to get super emotionally attached, and then you're going to get your heart broken. Yeah. He, he's like, you're not that kind of person. So I met him for coffee on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, we haven't done anything. He is crazy hot. He's crazy, crazy hot. He's from Maine. And um, I don't want to say too much, actually. And then uh, he, he here's the thing. So I said, I go, I'm 42. I didn't say I'm fat. But I said, I'm 42, and, and I, I saw that he's into chubs on Scruff. That seems to be the thing now. Yeah. And I go, and he goes, oh, yeah, 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 but don't worry. He's like, I don't care because my parents have a huge age gap. So I, th- that's not something that affects me. My parents, have a, they're, they're far apart in age, too. And what's funny is he jokingly calls me old man. Ugh. I know, usually it would piss me off, but... It's really cute the way he does it. Ugh, I know. I, don't like it. I know. I don't like it ever, but then the way he, he somehow manages to pull it off in a way that's not what you think. Like, he's all like, it's more like making fun of me. Like, one day he actually, I did have to go to bed early, and he like messaged me at one, and the messages were like, like first of all, like, hello, and then it was like, oh, you're probably asleep, old man. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I think it's so funny. Maybe as a man who is like still grasping on to like, oh, I'm in my mid thirties, I'm not old yet. That there's something about that that just wouldn't be cool with me. But no, usually I hate it. Beef. Usually yeah. I hate it, hate it, hate it. I don't know why it pulls. You know, maybe because he's so, it's not an issue to him. If that makes any sense. So I, so I, I. That's the thing with him is I, I can't do another young person. I can't. I can't. Yeah. It literally. Well, actually, what's funny is Cameron. I, I miss Cameron every day, but it's not like, like, again, like it wasn't like other ones that really fucked me up. But um, I just don't, I have no, I really have no desire. I wish I could just hit it and quit it, but I can't. I, well, I don't get that, but. I don't know. So, I, it's very emotion. I'm very emotion based when it comes to this stuff. Do you have any news stories you want to talk about? Zero news story. Let's just sign out. We'll just do okay, a short what you, show this week. What do you got going on next week? Oh my God. I have so much. By the way. On. You have like 15 minutes in the middle that you have to edit out because of the bad joke I made. I don't care. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that you're looking at the time, but we're actually like 15 minutes yeah, shorter than that. Yeah, I don't even. care. Okay. 
Mike, I have so much going on this week. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to a comedy show that Patrick Keene and Melissa McQueen are in. I'm also recording another episode in this podcast that never gets released, a Sing Talk podcast. Um, do you know who Judith Hill is? I don't know. Dave keeps talking about Judith Hill. Like I'm supposed to know who this person is. Oh, there we go. He's Googling her right now. And then Friday I'm doing um, – oh, everyone should know, if you have serious satellite radio – Every Friday now, during the RuPaul's Drag Race season, I will be on one-on-one with Larry Flick, channel 105, at noon, every Friday for the duration of the season. Once again, one-on-one with Larry Flick on Sirius Satellite Radio, Entertainment Weekly Radio, channel 105, at noon, every Friday. And let me tell you, and I'm not being, you know, just nice because you're my friend, you're really good on it. I think... The, the show's really good, and I think Larry is, he knows what he's doing, the way he kind of like, I don't know, just the conversation keeps going, and I tell myself I'll listen for five minutes so that I could tell you I listened, and I found myself listening to the whole thing. I won't, well, Larry, it is, I'll tell you this, it's easy to do a show when the person knows what they're doing. That's yeah. why it's hard for both of us to do a show together, because <laughs> neither one of us knows what we're doing. Um, true. Friday also, and everyone's going to realize this, I'm also starting a new podcast. I'm just Mr. Podcast now. The Finding Prince Charming Recap Show. Now, before you start thinking that this is going to be like praising... No, this this show is going to be such a hate fuck of Finding Prince Charming. Before we even seen it, we already feel this way. So this is going to be ripping Finding Prince Charming every week. By myself, Adam Burns... And Mike Lawson's best friend, Daniel Brewer, the three of us are going to get together and deconstruct the previous night's episode of Finding Prince Charming. I will say this. We are going to do it on a week-to-week basis because we don't know how much we can take of this show. (laughs) Or each other. Or each other. (laughs) So, FYI. What and then um oh and then so then I'm also, I'm supposed to go see ELO at the Hollywood Bowl on Friday oh Saturday I'm going to John and Nico's um they're having a party I'm going to their house for a party it's the Magic Castle swap meet lots going on this week that means I'll have zero stories next week yeah I just am like overwhelmed with work so that's kind of where my mind's at I might have something planned but I'm seriously thinking about tomorrow and that's it right now you know yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, I'm watching The Office, the American TV series. Had you never seen it before? I mean, I've been in the room when it played, but I'm watching it start to finish, so. And what season are you on? Three. Oh, I feel that's why it's like super. I feel like two through five are just stellar. I think one was really good, too. I think the, the merger just happened, so, um, Rashida Jones, is that her name? Yeah. Rashida Jones is in it. It's so far so good. So follow me on uh, my new podcast, The Office Recap <laughs> Show. I know all I do is recap shows now. <laughs> I, I I was telling someone, I go, I don't know when I became a RuPaul's Drag Race expert. I just watched a show and now I'm on these shows and and, re- and talking about it all the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, and, and constantly reading. I'm like, yesterday... I had two conversations with two different people about RuPaul's Drag Race, and then I recorded a, my podcast. But Joe, I think though you this is in your person. By the way, we're going to go over time now. <laughs> 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 you, this is in your your kind of character that you get 
I don't know if obsess is the right word, but you just soak up all the details on something because you on this Larry Flick show, Larry just mentions like the first name of some drag queen from like season three. And you're like, oh, on her Periscope last night, she was saying, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like you just kind of are in it and you just absorb all of it and are good at kind of regurgitating. Yeah. Yada Sophia was really angry at uh, Tatiana in season two. And that's, they're still angry. You're like, whoa. You do just suck up the details and are good at kind of regurgitating. But here's what's funny. As you ask me in a year from now who was on All-Stars, I'll be like, I have no idea. What's (laughs) All-Stars? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or we get the fourth email from this amazing person that loves our show. And just like, who's this crazy person? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joe. Well, uh, nice catching up with you. I'll talk to you next week. Go to hell. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,